Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. Daryl, do me a favor. Continue with the clips, because the big story is Donald Trump secretly subpoenaing, subpoenaing the rec- the uh, uh, records and the chatters of Democratic members of Congress and even, in one case, a minor of a staff member, a child of a staff member. Continue. Just go ahead with it, and then we'll get right to it, because I'm going to tell you, but I'm give you a little history lesson. I said, uh, I said to Sherry, look up Elliot Richardson. Hold on a second. In case you don't know who Elliot Richardson is, you're going to learn today. Keep going, Daryl. Breaking news tonight about the Trump Justice Department's abuse of power to investigate its enemies. The New York Times reports, quote, prosecutors subpoenaed Apple for data from the accounts of at least two Democrats on the House Intelligence Committee, aides and family members. One was a minor. All told, the records of at least a dozen people tied to the committee were seized in 2017 and early 2018, including those of Representative Adam Schiff of California, then the panel's top Democrat and now its chairman. Uh, Shocked on the one hand, not surprised on the other. Uh, I did wonder, you know, for a few years with the president calling for a committee to be investigated, calling for me to be investigated, whether, you know, the department was going to do it. Uh, And, you know, certainly it looks like they were going after uh, records of the committee, including my own, uh, what they were looking for, I still don't know. Apparently, they didn't find anything. But when they wanted to close down the investigation, Barr wouldn't let them. Uh, and uh, it's just another terrible abuse uh, of the rule of law, the Department of Justice. I spent almost six years with the Department of Justice. Uh, I love my experience there. I venerate the department. And to see how it was turned into this bludgeon uh, to go after the president's enemies and a shield to protect those who lied for him, people like Roger Stone and Mike Flynn and others. Uh, It's it's disgraceful, but it's also such a body blow to our democracy. Let's go to the history and get it started. So we've got two issues that I'm going to Put on the table for your response. This, this, this latest one, what you just heard. Look, it's not that complicated, and I'm going to break it down and put it where the goats can get it. Now, let me, let me tell you, lines are open, 16 after the hour, and and I always tell all of you, uh, don't wait until the last hour of the of the broadcast. And oh, I couldn't get through and. And if you're out here, but this is this is going to be a teachable moment. Now, understand what the the the, the what happened, what what happened yesterday, that breaking news. The, Donald Trump instructed. Now, how do I say this? First of all, the Department of Justice is an independent institution. It, it is not the president's legal team. It is our legal team. It must be independent 
of the White House, of the Congress, the Department of Justice is the legal arm of all of us, not the President of the United States. Now, that's a fact, except for Donald Trump. Donald Trump instructed, and I'm going to try to, again, break it down. Donald Trump instructed, and this started with, uh, what's his name, uh, Jeff, uh, the, the Attorney General, he, Sessions. Sessions. It really started with Sessions. Um, Donald Trump instructed the Attorney General or someone over there to seize the phone records of his enemies, political enemies, i.e. the Demo- Democrats, the chair of the uh, and of the committees and and other members. In addition, seized the phone records, probably text chats with members of Congress and staff people. Now you may say, okay, that's just them. No, no, no. Take for let's take let me let me share something with you. Let's say you had a conversation with a member of Congress. On that committee, let's. Just, I mean, you're a constituent, and and you called or you text or whatever. You had a, com, you communicated with a member of that committee or, or one of these people on the list, and it wasn't just members of Congress; it was media people too. Your name, your 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 conversation became part of the president seizing those records. So there may be a violation of individual constituents' civil rights, but that's yet to be investigated probably by, you know, what do they call them, general counsel? this This is serious. This is serious. Now, there may be not many of you Now, this is a teachable moment. Richard Nixon and Watergate. What we found out of this, matter of fact, I want to say this to you. This is worse than what Richard Nixon did. Now, a lot of young journalists are going to have to do their homework. And they're going to have to go and look up the Saturday Night Massacre. They are going, you're going to have, I'm just telling you, young producers and news people, if you aren't familiar with it, if you haven't learned about it, you got to teach yourself, you got to go back. The Saturday Night Massacre, last night when I was watching Don Lemon and, 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 and I just couldn't sleep because I said, I don't think, I don't think most Americans realize just how serious this is. This is worse than Richard Nixon. Why do you say that, Madison? Richard, you know what Richard Nixon did? He had a list. He put together a list of his political enemies. He tried to get the attorney general at the time, Elliot Richardson, 
to do what Barr did. Let me, let me just read a little bit so I can help bring you up to date. The Saturday Night Massacre refers to October 20th, 1973. It was when then President Richard Nixon gave the order to fire Special Prosecutor Archibald Cox, which led to the resignation of Attorney General and the Deputy Attorney General. Nixon ordered the firing of Cox after Cox subpoenaed the secret White House tapes that Nixon kept, which held key information in the case against him. So Nixon ordered Attorney General Elliot Richardson, who, by the way, was a Republican, to fire Archibald Cox, who, by the way, would not compromise with Nixon's attempt to delay the process in any way. Now, what did Elliot Richardson do? He refused. Elliot Richardson was called to the White House and told, you got to fire Archibald Cox. Because Archibald Cox is demanding these tapes which, by the way, lists all my political enemies. It has me talking about what I want to do to my political enemies. And Archibald Cox said, I want those tapes. I'm a special prosecutor. I have a right to those tapes, and I want them. Nixon then, and it was late at night. That's why they call it the Saturday Night Massacre, it was late on Saturday night, October 20th, called Elliot Richardson to the White House. Elliot Richardson went down, and he said, not going to do it. And then he, he said, I resign. He refused to do it. He resigned. The deputy uh, attorney general was told to fire Archibald Cox. So you went from the attorney general, he refused, he resigned. I want to say on the spot, but it wasn't, he just went back, wrote up, I'm, uh-uh, I'm not going to do it. So Nixon then went to the deputy attorney general. And he refused. So he resigned. Now, let's fast forward to where we are now. The President Donald Trump goes to the Justice Department and says, I want you, in essence, to seize the phone conversations of members of Congress, of members of the media, and if you have to, I want your tweets and and go and seize them from Apple. Everyone at that Justice Department should have said, we're not going to do it, Mr. President. There should have been, anybody who did it, there should have been mass resignation. 
We're not going to do it. Barr not only did it, Barr went and got somebody to do it, which speaks to why Barr got out of Dodge. Barr needs to now be called before the Judiciary Committee of the House and of the Senate. What did you know? And when did you know it? Why did you do what you did? Why didn't you do what Elliot Richardson did? I was a young executive with the NACP. And I had had a chance to spend time with Elliot Richardson. And Elliot Richardson, because of the position he took, the resignation, he was the speaker of the Detroit NAACP Freedom Fund Dinner and was embraced by Republicans, Democrats, black and white people as a man of conscience and integrity. He's, he's passed away. One of the nicest men you could meet. And, 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 he would, and he sat down with me and said, let me explain to you why I resigned. He put his country and the Constitution above that crook, Richard Nixon. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you this. This is worse than Watergate. You know why? Because they carried out. They carried it out. That maybe it's the first time I'm losing track, but I know it's not going to be the last time. At least I hope not. Javier Becerra to the Madison Show, who is the 25th Secretary of the Department of Health and Human Services. And by the way, the first Latino to hold the office in the history of the United States. And thank you for taking the time uh, to be with us, uh, Secretary Becerra. Um, can I start with the news from out of out, with the president yesterday that uh, the 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 United States will buy 500 million vaccine doses to donate to poorer countries and the significance of that. I know that may sound like a simple uh, question, but a lot of people, you know, in some broadcast are being critical. Why is that so important to the, let's say, to the United States? Well, first, Joe, if I could begin by saying thank you for letting me be on your show uh, and hello to all your listeners. Uh, critical that we show the world that America's back, that we understand that we have to protect our family, our nation. But if we want to really do that well, we can't let the rest of the world suffer and die and get infected by the COVID-19 virus. So we're going to be there to, to help out. Obviously, 7 billion people, um, it doesn't do it for everybody, but we're going to show folks that we're a good member of the world family, the world community, and we're back. We're, we're not going to just stay away. And we know there are a lot of countries in the world, Joe, that are, are looking for a little bit of a, help, uh, of a helping hand. And uh, whether it's in the African Union or whether it's in the Latin American region of the world, Asia, East Asia, we're going to try to help out where we can. 
and show the rest of the world that has capacity that they should jump in as well. Can I mention Haiti? I was absolutely alarmed at the fact, and I assume it's an accurate story, that that there hasn't been a single vaccine uh, in in um, in Haiti that they haven't vaccinated a single a person in Haiti. Well, and and that's the kind of distressing news uh, that, if it's accurate, would would should alarm everyone because we have a lot of Haitian brothers and sisters who are here in the United States, right? Who, if they go back and forth, you know, we want to make sure we're taking care of our people, but we have to make sure we're not making it worse in any other country. You know, the Caribbean was a pretty uh, safe spot for much of this pandemic, but now they're starting to see it as well. And these islands, which oftentimes have that natural barrier from the rest of the world that's infected, that's beginning to go away. And so we have a role to play to help our Caribbean brothers and sisters uh, survive this thing, because we've learned how we can do this. And now that we've taken care of most Americans and we're encouraging the rest of America who hasn't vaccinated yet to, to help us get there, we can help the rest of the world as well. So, Will, will do you know if vaccines will be going to Haiti? It's one thing for you to deliver them, but then don't you have to have an, the mechanism to distribute, to have the vaccinations done? That's right. You need the infrastructure. And, yes, yes. there will be vaccines that are going to Haiti and to, to the Caribbean uh, some of those we're making sure we send out some of those directly uh, to our partners around the world, as we've done already with a few countries. But most of the, uh, the contribution of the 500 million that the president has announced that he will uh, distribute the Pfizer vaccines, those will be distributed uh, in, in large measure through an, uh, an organization called COVAX, which is the world's set up by the World Health Organization. It's the world's way to make sure there's a equitable distribution of these vaccines, especially to countries that are in in greatest need. Now, where are you, uh, Secretary Becerra? Where is the United States? Let's come back home for a moment with the president's goal. And do you think we'll reach it where he wants 70 percent vaccinations by July 4th? Well, Joe, we're at about. 64 or so percent of adult Americans receiving that at least that first dose. We're over uh, 50 percent of those same adult Americans receiving full vaccination. Uh, his goal is 70 percent of adult Americans vaccinated with that first, at least the first dose by July 4th. And Joe, I thought I was coming on the show because you were going to guarantee me that you were going to get get me that extra six percent we need by July 4th. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let me get, let me get, let me guarantee you this. I'll give it my damn this try. <laughs> and, and I and I and I commit I will be with you wherever you go to try to make Good. it happen because our goal is to make sure people who want it can get it and people who are afraid we can dispel the fears and the the uh fiction that's out there about the vaccines. Now, can having said that, having said that, and I'm not trying to blindside you with this, but my 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 team said, should we play this clip from this Washington uh, football player who uh, that, that over on ESPN made had made a controversial statement? Daryl, do you have that clip? I sure do. Can play this and it, and Secretary Basari, if you could respond, if you like, please please play this clip because it was baffling for me. Go ahead, uh, Daryl. I'm not a fan of 
I'm uh, I probably won't won't get vaccinated until until uh, got more facts and all that type of stuff. But no, I'm not a fan of it at all. What is your hesitation with getting the vaccine? If you don't mind me asking. Well, I mean, I haven't I haven't caught uh I haven't caught COVID yet, so I don't mean I don't see me treating a I don't I don't see me treating COVID until I actually get COVID. Now, have you talked to the coaching staff about that? And and you know what's the messaging been like from the team? Well, I mean, obviously they want to um they want they want to they want everybody to be vaccinated to uh, to move more freely around the facility and around as with traveling and all that type of stuff. But I mean. Everybody has their own beliefs and they are entitled to their own decision. Your, your response to that, uh, Secretary Becerra? Joe, uh, that, we know that that's, that, that that same sentiment is out there, and uh, we're trying to explain to folks it's not just about yourself. Uh, obviously, if you're an athlete, you're, you're playing professional football, you're probably in, in better shape than 99.9% of the rest of the world. And so, yeah, you could survive that. But at the same time, uh, if, if you don't put on that safety belt when you get in that car, you're not, in, you're not intending to get into a crash. You're not intending to kill someone else or yourself. Uh, if you get on a motorcycle without a helmet, you're not intending to crash or have someone sideswipe you. It's just a matter of protection. And I would hope that we would recognize that we can carry, and maybe if you're extremely healthy, you won't have anything happen to you at the end of the day. In fact, you may never even know you carried the, the virus, but you could infect someone else, and it mm-hmm. could be someone you love. And I, I would hope that we would take responsibility to act like a family. Uh, and I get it. You're really healthy. You don't feel like you're going to get it. You're invincible. We're not. And, I, Joe, you and I know stories of people we know, we love, who are no longer with us because... That's right. That's right. It is. It's COVID. Yeah. You know, we've we faced enough discrimination in this world to know what it's like to be people of color. Well, the yeah. last thing we got to do is now discriminate when it comes to what we do with this virus ourselves. Uh, discrimination yeah. is not fun, and COVID doesn't discriminate against anybody based on skin color. It goes after everybody, and we yeah. should not be helping it go after our loved ones. Let me ask how successful, finally, and we only have about a minute and a half left and appreciate you taking the time to be with us. Uh, how, how, has it, how has it worked recruiting a thousand black-owned barbershops and beauty salons uh, to convince people to get vaccinated? How has that program worked out? You know what? It, it's, it's great in that a lot of the owners of these small businesses and places where people congregate have been great about trying to be helpful to us and let me tell you uh have you ever seen a president of the united states who has said that's how that's how far into a community i'm gonna i'm gonna try to reach so i can get everybody vaccinated most of the time we're ignored most of the time our communities are the last to get any attention here you got a president and a vice president who are actually out there trying to help us help our families and do it without having to take a dime out of our pocket and so I am thrilled that we have a president that knows that wherever we are, our families are, we're going to try to get that vaccine to be as close as possible to you so you don't have to worry about it. Too many of our folks work too many hours, have uh, a lot of responsibilities at home, may not even have public transportation available to us to get to a place to get vaccinated. President Biden wants to get to that person versus having to get, have that person get to us to get vaccinated. 
All right. Uh, let's do this, if you don't mind. Uh, let, let's, uh, uh, Secretary Bassar, let's get back after uh, July 4th and see if we reach that 70%. Maybe we'll be able to celebrate together. I got it, because uh, you're getting me that last 6%, so I'm looking for a meal or something if you didn't, co- didn't uh, you know, accomplish the goal here. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll, I'm, I'm going to work at it. We'll work together on it. We, we, we're gonna make, you know what? We're going to make it happen. We will. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend, and be you safe. Have a great week. You too, Okay. Thank you. All right. All right, so we've got our charge. We've got our challenge. We got to help them get to that seventy percent, it, ladies and gentlemen. And that's why, you, you, you know, what did he say? You may end up being healthy. What's the young, what's the football player's name? Sweat. Sweat you, you know, brother, you you you're you're in top shape. God bless you. But if you've got it, and you don't get vaccinated, I mean, if you don't get vaccinated to keep from getting it, let, let me put it this way. That's all I would say to him. If if you get vaccinated, you won't get it. And that means <clears throat> you won't transmit it accidentally to family members, to other team members, or to anybody. Oh, by the way, to fans. Oh, especially the fans. Since- especially the fans. <laughs> Since you, since you love being, since they love, you know, shaking their hands and taking huh. pictures with them when they come out yeah. of the town. You're brilliant. You know, uh, the, uh, the young lady who uh, is a uh, uh, correspondent for CNN who lit in the building here, her and her husband got it. No. Yes. No. Yes. Whoa. I saw him yesterday. Um, we have a, a young couple here. Uh, she She is a... She's a, a frequent correspondent on CNN. Her husband's a reporter. He ends up getting it and got, he ended up having to be isolated in Kalamazoo. He couldn't come home. He couldn't leave Kalamazoo. And he ended up in the hospital. He was sick. She ended up uh, getting it. And they think maybe my they 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 went out to a I don't know if it was a restaurant or something and touched something and this is in her and she ended up she's isolated in her condo. He can't leave Michigan. That's what I say. You don't know, but if you're now, but if you're vaccinated, then then you won't get it. You don't wait till you get it to say, oh, now I'll get vaccinated. All right, where am I? Twelve after. Uh, again, uh, thank. Uh, let me thank the. Uh, uh, let me thank uh, the the uh, secretary of the Department of Health and Human Services uh, for uh, coming on and and answering the questions. Um, it, but oh, and by, and I didn't get to ask him. Our intern, uh, Kaylin, said, you know, you got to ask him what's going on in Mississippi. I don't know what he would, you know, I almost know what his answer would be. You got to convince the people. Uh, you, you know, the gov- the, and the governor's talking out of both sides of his mouth. The, you know, it was last, was it earlier this week or last week he was in, I think it was last Sunday. Yeah, he was interviewed almost a week ago. I'm encouraging everybody in Mississippi uh, to be, um, well, that's my Texas accent. I'm encouraging everybody in Mississippi to be, vaccinated 
But I don't know if I, but it's up to y'all. Well, look, man, you know, because he doesn't you know, want to. The, huh? the radio, this is where we're having the conversation. And I, I wish that some of those conservative talk and, you know, where they have listeners in Mississippi would have the secretary of HHS on and encourage, you know, the evangelicals or whoever. To get but the they vaccine. won't. They won't invite him. They will not. Let me tell you what, what. Let's just be straight up. They are science deniers. They, they are science deniers. And the only way, I believe, and to some degree, that you can convince these folk is they, they got to die. Or somebody close to them has to die. Or somebody close to them has to get really sick. Well, like that pastor who, you know, oh, God is going to protect me and God kicked my ass and gave me this, <laughs> gave me this COVID-19 and made a believer out of me. I mean, they, they, they are just deniers. They, you know, look, I've had debates on this show, on this broadcast. Would people think the earth is flat? You, you know, and, and now I'm wondering, now that, uh, what's his name from Amazon? Bezo is going to, Bezo, Bezo, uh, Bezo. Uh, it, it, now that he's going to be, he's going to, he's signed up to be on that flight to the moon or wherever. Um, boy, I wonder what they're going to say. When he comes back with selfies, <laughs> one anyhow, let's go fifteen after the hour. They just are deniers, and then the news out of most of the southern states where they just won't wear masks. They now guess what's happening? They're being infected with colds. They're catching colds. And actuality, there's a new, I think it's a result of that new variant that's out there, right? It's a yeah, Delta, and that, that's right. Delta, Absolutely. Delta variant. Uh, let's see. Spencer, matter of fact, from Mississippi. I'm sorry to be talking about your state like this, Spencer. Go ahead. Uh, that's okay, Joe. And thank you for taking my call. Uh, I am a native Mississippian. I am fully vaccinated. Uh, and again, I concur with what you're stating. Uh, you have stated before is to, the two most dangerous things is sincere, is sincere ignorance and conscientious stupidity. Yes, right. And we're finding that uh, pretty much in many of these southern states. The governor, he's a very knowledgeable person and a very compassionate person. But as with any politician, he succumbed to the different pressures that surround him. But that is no excuse for not providing the leadership necessary for the people of your state. And we have to get on board to ensure the safety and welfare of all of the citizens of the state of Mississippi. I do not even exclude our senator uh, that is in D.C., Hyde Smith, uh, there's an integral part that the senator can also play. But, yes, we must get on board. 
Well, and, and that's a very, very nice of you, and it's a great political statement. Um, and, and, you know, and again, I don't know what your relationship is with the governor, if any other than being a constituent uh, of, him, of his. But there's one thing. If you are, you know, you said he's compassionate, but at some, but at this point in time, would correct me if I'm. I think. Well, I'll just tell you what I think. I think he's playing both sides against the middle. You know, on one he, he, last week on one, on one of the shows he was on CNN, he was talking out both sides of his mouth. You know, oh yes, it's important. Yes, it's important. But you know what? If you don't want to, I you know I'm because he's so damn worried about offending Trumpers. Now. There's one. So you call him compassionate. Personally, I th- I think he's 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 uh he's being politically expedient because he's trying to hold on to the those Trumpers. Agree or disagree? I agree with you, uh, Joe. Again, you have to take a firm stand. Yes. You you must take a firm stance and. Uh, you're either with us or you're not. Yeah. So it, it's not a, a matter of who you're afraid to offend. It's about the health, safety, and the welfare of your citizens. And, and that's right, of your state and, and the potential of, of infecting uh, other, other people that may not even live in Mississippi. I appreciate your call. Let's take uh, 19 after the hour. Take a break. one 801 And again, the good news, the good news we started with this morning when the President of the United States announced, look, I got a half a billion vaccines here, and we're going to get them distributed. Now, the United States is not sending out the military to do this. This is not... It's going to, as you heard the secretary say, it's going to a entity that's already set up, and we're going to make sure that they get the vaccine. And why is this good for America? Because people do travel. Like the Haitians, I got to tell you, if this story is true, that there's not been one single vaccination in Haiti and we've been to Haiti. We we did a special show from Haiti. Man, it's amazing the things we've done that folks have forgotten. We did a spe- we there after the earthquake. After the earthquake we went there. We know we 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 went through all of that. And I read that story and I'm thinking we've got people traveling back and forth from Haiti every single day. Every single day. We got a lot of Haitian brothers and sisters who have family members. What's that? one 801 Take a break. 20 after. And, and anybody out there part of the Haitian community? You know the congresswoman. Uh, we, can, we can be, to- you know, who represents... Uh, a, a large Haitian American population, but I don't. All I know is what I've read. That's all I know is is what I've read. What is what is Haiti about? Less than two thousand miles from the United States, if I'm not mistaken. It's, it's Haiti's closer 
to here, Washington, D.C., to the United States, I'm sorry, to the United States, then, uh, then you know, then the then it is from New York to California. What What's the mile? A little over 800 miles oh, from Florida yeah. to Haiti. And what's that? I'm what? skipping a jump. That's, that's right. 1-866-801-8255. To the phones. Billy from New York. And I think I can get through... Most of the calls online. Go ahead, Billy. Uh, yes. Good morning, Joe. How Good are morning. You? Okay. Uh, this, yeah, I just wanted to call to say um, it's not actually it's not actual that everybody who takes uh, the um, the vaccination doesn't get uh, uh, the uh, corona. I took the uh, shot on uh, March twenty third. And I did come down with it uh, about two weeks ago. Um, but I'm not saying that people shouldn't take it. I'm so grateful that I did take it because it was it was so mild. Uh, uh, um, and I'm sure that had I not taken it, you know, I mm-hmm. might have been in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I'm, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not, you know, no vaccine is perfect. But my uh-huh. God, you, you well, you said it. There's what, no need, to, no need for me to elaborate. You what said. What I read, Billy, is that you are least yes. likely to wind up in a hospital, incubated, right. in intensive right. care, and die. And that's what Billy is saying. Yeah. It could have been, it could have right. been worse. Correct. Yeah. Thank you, Billy. Uh, David from New York. Hey, David. Hey, Mr. Madison. Good morning. Hey. Uh, the gentleman just before me, he just said what I called for to say that uh, just because you're vaccinated doesn't mean that you won't catch it. What it does mean is that it's least likely to kill you if you're vaccinated. And um, I don't understand this uh, this football player that's saying he's not getting vaccinated because he didn't get it. You don't get a vaccination <laughs> after you get the disease that's stupid right. i know um one of my sons he was saying he's not getting a vaccination and i'm trying to remind him he's like you know you lost your you lost your uncle my brother last year to this damn virus why would you really? not get and 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 he still won't why, why, really yeah why yeah why would you not get the shot what's wrong what did he you? say uh, he, he doesn't trust the government. Oh Jesus! That's 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 then, that, then, that's that neighborhood nigga. Hey, that neighborhood tell him to, shit. to tell him to move out in the forest somewhere and build a cabin and live with the bears. You know, give me a break. And by the way, he'll run into a forest ranger, which is the government. I mean, give me. I don't. Tra- you know, this. Is, let me tell you. This is that. that you know that kind of. This is rhetoric that he heard on radio, television, uh, the Internet, and he doesn't trust. Does he? Let me ask you, does he work? Uh, Well, actually, he was looking to um, get a job at the uh, U.S. Open this year because he's been working there like every year for the U.S. Open tennis match. But the reality is like I told him, it's like they're not going to hire you if you're not vaccinated. Thank you. But here's the other thing. <clears throat> My goodness, he lost his uncle. I don't know if that doesn't make him understand. I don't know what will. But he doesn't trust the government. He pays taxes. And I guess he tr- when he gets a W-2 form, 
or 1099. He trusts the government when he has to pay taxes. He trusts the government when he gets on the highway and goes down and works on the golf course. He trusts the government when they give him tennis the course. fuck when a tennis court. I'm sorry. Uh, the, when he when he when he uh, he trusts the government when they give him the weather report, you know, please. I, I mean, don't get me started. He's your nephew. No, I'm sorry, your son. You know, God bless. You. How, how old is he? Uh, Twenty. Man. You know, I'm going to share a joke with you. This is Mark Twain. And, and it used to be one of my favorite lines. Mark Twain, and this would apply to your son. Mark Twain once joked, when I was 18 years old, I thought my father was the dumbest man on the face of the earth. When I turned 21, I was amazed at how much he had learned in three years. (laughs) <laughs> you may have to I'm wait till my, he turns. You may have to wait till I'm he. My, he I'm, I'm, I'm getting my second shot son, Saturday. So good. When I was 18 years old, I was amazed, as Mark Twain, at how how dumb my father was. But when I turned 21, I was I I I was amazed at how much he had learned in three years. It, it, sometimes you just got to wait for people to wait. mature. Yeah, sadly. You can listen to yours truly, Madison, the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.